This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We had uh, planned uh, a couple of weeks ago to uh, start a new monthly segment with the folks at uh, ADM. Uh, and uh, I'm super happy to say uh, that this also coincided with uh, National FFA Week. And we can't think of a better person to introduce uh, to the community when it comes to the FFA, uh, more so than Greg Webb uh, from ADM. Uh, Greg is the Vice President of State and Government Relations uh, with ADM. Been there, what? 36 years. 36 years. I wasn't going to take a guess at that because that, no, that, that just ends wrong either way. Uh, you've got some experience. I do, Brian, and hopefully you learn from some of those experiences. All right, you've been involved, the company's been involved, but I know it's a passionate thing for you personally. Why is FFA so important to you and to ADM? Well, having lived through it as a, as a young kid, I know what the FFA has done for me. And so I want that for the 850,000 kids who are part of that organization now, because it not only gives you a lens into the food and agriculture industry, but it also provides the kinds of life skills that you will use for your whole life. And I think FFA is understated for what it does in those ways to pr provide a pathway for young people to find their way, find their passion. All right. And they are pivoting, you know, uh, as everyone is. But for a long time, there were enough kids like you uh, that grew up in agriculture, or had that background, and it was a natural funnel into the FFA, right? But there were a whole bunch of kids in this country that didn't even know it existed, let alone uh, the opportunities that it presented, right? And so I think the FFA, and, and we've talked about this with, you, you know, University of Illinois, with, you know, they're now going to find people rather than people finding them. For sure. Well, I just mentioned the 850 number as the national uh, membership. There is no way that that would have been achieved just in rural America. We have to get into our urban uh, schools, and that's where the growth opportunity for this terrific youth organization lies. All right. Now, you guys are involved not only at a local level, but have been heavily involved in the national efforts, right? We have. For a number of years, we've been a part of the, what's known as the Sponsors Board, where that provides much of the resources for the national FFA. But we also like to be involved at not only the local level, but individual state levels as well. All right. What do you see, you know, as a company when you get somebody with this in their background? You, you know, you mentioned sort of the skills that are lifelong skills. Uh, people get caught up on the word farming, uh, you, you know, and, and, and FFA, you know, started out as that kind of thing. We know that's about 1% of the employment in the agribusiness community. It's maybe the most important because it all starts there. Uh, but that's not where most of the jobs are. No, I've really loved here in Decatur that uh, seeing Zach and yourself, you coined a phrase welding to Wall Street. That was I, all Zach. I, I have used that a thousand times because I think that captures the... I'm the... pretty sure he didn't get a trademark, so you're okay. <laughs> but, but I just love that phrase because it talks about the many numerous career paths for young for young men and women and you see that on your campus mm -hmm. I, I mean you've got welders you've got people who are working on wall street and everything in between yeah it, it's really the the food and agriculture industry while many of us think we know about it that's because we live in maybe central illinois and we see crops growing and we think we know that's the universe of of that industry and it's far from that there's a lot more than meets the eye yeah but it's not just central illinois it's the number one job driver in the state of illinois it sure is and, and that's for sure i feel like sometimes maybe our legislature you know from up north doesn't quite understand that and i know you do a lot of work making sure they do yeah it's it is a in most states of our union 
Agriculture is a top three industry. Yeah. We just got to help people remember that. I'll never forget being out at the Farm Progress show when then-candidate Bruce Rauner showed up, and and he was so lost. I I mean, you know, he he clearly was being introduced (laughs) into just how big the ag industry was, and he was running for governor. Mm -hmm. And and it wasn't—that's not a slight. It's just it wasn't in his Mm -hmm. radar, but he's— quickly saw how important it was. Yeah. All right. So uh, Zach Shields joins us uh, in studio as the executive director of the Decatur Public Schools Foundation, Becca Merrill, who's the lead ag instructor at MacArthur High School, and uh, Owen Rawley, who is an FFA student and officer, right? Yes. uh, I'm the secretary of the MacArthur FFA chapter. Okay. And I I guess, Zach, let's start with you because tomorrow's the cool event uh, with ADM being literally at MacArthur and Eisenhower. Uh, but take me back to 2018 and then just sort of give me an update because, you know, COVID kind of ever threw everybody for a twist and, you know, what you thought was up is down and everything else. And I know we were all worried about what did this mean for the momentum, you know, of the Ag Academy. And thankfully, coming out this other side, it, it didn't impact you. No, it didn't. And, you know, we we're very fortunate. I know the program from the beginning has really been driven by the students and their voice and choice is critical to to making it happen with the Ag Academy. And, you know, in 2018, we got started, we got off your swag campaign, it starts with ag was was really great. Um, and we had 200 students that first year with two teachers, uh, one at each high school, um, but then we did hit COVID. Uh, and we're, the students had actually pushed to establish the living science farm, which had a barn, obviously, and outdoor and, and, you know, the livestock there, they were able to do things even during COVID, because they were outside, and we could follow protocols. And that really helped us hold the momentum uh, through we did have a dip in enrollment. Uh, that year, but we bounced back really strongly. And uh, I'll have Becca talk a little bit about the National Chapter Award from a few years ago. But uh, we're back up to 465 students. And we were looking at enrollment the other day. We're pretty close, aren't we, Becca, as far as uh, as far as where we're at, and we haven't even added the freshmen yet. So, okay, so yeah. let's just do a then and now sure. uh, started out with two teachers, yep, right, uh, and a couple of hundred students, which sure. was it's, way more than we expected, yeah. because we were based on, you know, going over to uh, Nebraska and looking at a school that had done this, you know, similarly, and, and I hundred plus students. Something I mean, in that, yeah, in but that I mean, range. we were already more than that, you know, right out of the gates. Now we're at almost five hundred. And how many teachers? Uh, we've got four, and we actually just have approval for a fifth. So we'll immediately uh, jumped right uh, numbers wise to the top of the list in Illinois, and just very proud of it. And we've we've had great teachers and really great students. So. Um, it's been a privilege to work on it and to watch it grow. And, uh, you know, it's taken on a life of its own. Well, I, I cannot uh, overemphasize the Howard G. Buffett Foundation and the initial gift. And, oh, by the way, there's an $11 million ag center coming uh, that no one in the state of Illinois will have that will benefit people from all over, yep. not only uh, our students but and county students, but people from all over the state, the Midwest, right? There's yeah. a ton of potential there. Yeah, that's the idea. We've got an indoor arena. We can do cattle clinics and horse shows and, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that urban chapters don't get to do. And there is nothing like this in the country in any other urban chapter. Yeah, we took, we had a tour there recently and it's uh, it's unbelievable. Everybody has that same sort of like when they go into the arena, the same sort of reaction uh, for the first time. All right, so we're, we're doing well. I mean, you know, even with COVID, even with all the obstacles that everybody had to face. And what, a, uh, and, and we're going to get to the point we already have some of these students now in college that are now becoming leaders. But in a few short years, we're going to see 
exactly what this career path looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And that's always been the thing, as Greg said, welding to Wall Street. And, you know, Howard has just been wonderful with his support of the program and allows us to be creative and have some freedom. And he's up to his elbows in it and helping with this, the Ag Center. So it's neat. Uh, but then Greg has always been so supportive, you know, and, and, and your colleagues at ADM. Well, that was the idea. You know, we yeah. had the initial investment to be able to do this and we wouldn't have been able to do it without it. But now it's time for everybody to step up and, and do their part. And, you know, Greg was one of the first people I met with, you know, when this was just concept. Uh, you know, and you've been supportive of, you know, and working with District 61, you know, about just getting an FFA chapter for yeah. years. Well, the, the, as, as uh, Jack, uh, Zach was just mentioning, Howard's contribution to, to jumpstart this program is wonderful. But I think what you'll see from companies like ADM and a lot of others is not only the financial investment, but being involved in the classrooms, bringing experience from a lot of different careers that are represented by our company to come to Becca's class and tell them about what it is they do so that young people can begin to see themselves well, there's no doubt. in that role. And that's important. And, and, you know, to corporate America, to everything else, we've got to do things a different way. What used to work doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. and, and that's in healthcare. It's in a lot of different industries. And, and so uh, I love the fact that you're going to have people, you know, in MacArthur, in Eisenhower tomorrow, like one-on-one, -on -one, you know, with those classrooms talking about all the careers that are possible. Yeah. And, and I think that will be enlightening for a lot of young kids there as well as, you know, when you're volunteering in that way, it's very gratifying to see kind of kids' faces light up to saying, oh my gosh, I didn't realize you did such and such. So so this is a two-way street. ADM employees are going to get a lot of benefit from this too. All right, we all got to do it a different way, uh, for sure. Becca, uh, thank you for uh, the tour you gave uh, last time we were out at this center. Uh, you, you know, how long have you been in this position now? Uh, this is my second year in the program. Okay. I, I, COVID years have thrown me for a loop. You could have told me four <laughs> years or six months, and I probably would have believed you. Uh, what have you learned? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I came from an urban setting myself, and I was a non-traditional agriculture student. So I think coming in, like, I was able to use my experiences from coming from an urban chapter to then student teaching in a rural chapter and learning I want to say like the culture and the environment and seeing both and using those and coming to this position and just seeing how these students interact. And basically I'm, I'm learning so much from them and their perspective on agriculture and how that changes the way I teach them about the agriculture industry or bringing in people like ADM, you know, to kind of blow their minds about opportunities that are out there for them in this industry. And they don't, they, they don't really see it. They see it as like tractors, farming, mm -hmm. Like really any person would if you hear the word agriculture, but I'm having to break it down a lot more for them because their knowledge is super foundational. So it's kind of challenged me in a way. So I'm learning from them. Yeah, but you got resources. Uh, there's a, a lot of FFA chapters around the United States that would love to have the resources. Uh, not only the initial grant, you know, creating the whole thing, but we live in the agribusiness capital of the world. You got companies like ADM and, and by the way, Premiant and all the rest of you. You're welcome. I mean, everybody needs to be a part of this entire community. Uh, but it's incredibly successful, and, and uh, congratulations on just the great job that you do, and you always present so well, and, and your officers do as well. Uh, Owen, you, you know, I, I mean, I thought I was impressed by the uh, the FarmBot project, but then I read about the 3D-printed prosthetic that you did for the baby goat uh, out at the farm. I mean, you guys are doing some pretty high-tech stuff. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because that's not something I really expected from FFA. I mean, I, I don't come from a farming background at all. Uh, 
my, none of my parents have ever been in it or anything like that. So whenever I did join the program. What, what I, initially made you want to join the program? It was honestly a bit of chance. Um, I actually didn't get presented to at my middle school uh, okay. just by I wasn't there that day. And so my counselor just signed me up for it. It was kind of chance. And when I did join, I was kind of thinking, okay, well, this is going to be some farming, some learning about like ecology and whatnot. But I learned that there was a lot more, and it really did connect with some of my interests in terms of engineering and design and the technology that's all right there today, which I didn't even see coming at all. Well, it, it is. I, I think that's, Greg, when people go to the Farm Progress Show for the first time, right? I mean, there is this sort of notion we have that it's kind of backwards. And I, every major advance in technology, I've seen at the Farm Progress Show before. I've seen it in, in the rest of life. For sure, Brian. Yeah. I mean, it is, just isn't what you expect, right? Exactly. So tell me about the FarmBot. I got to see this in person, which is pretty cool, but explain it to the folks. Yeah. So the FarmBot is basically a robot. It's a... Um, CNC robot, so it's on this big gantry on a farm bed. So you basically just build a farm bed, uh, put some soil in it, and then the farm bot pretty much does the rest. So it's completely open source. You uh, program it to run different uh, schedules and met, um, and met, uh, routines. So basically what it'll do is it can plant seeds, water plants. Uh, it has cameras on it for weeds. You can um, you can even like trim some of the plants um, and uh, like dirt, dig up with the soil. Um, but then it's open source, so you can really take what you want from it and go even further. You can add your own parts, program your own uh, new abilities, but basically it's a self-sufficient garden. It can do all of its own work, and it's kind of also an educational opportunity for learning about how to use these technologies um, in this farming setting, because I do think it's part of the future of right. agriculture. Has Greg already offered you a job? <laughs> We're all going to work for him someday. I'm <laughs> serious. Hold out because there will be competition. You're going to be a good bidding war. Uh, tell me a little bit about what an honor it was to be recognized as one of the top chapters in the United States of America. I mean, you think about that. 2018 isn't that long ago, and that's you know when this whole thing started. But to go from you know the, that beginning to being recognized as one of the best chapters in the entire of the 800,000 kids Greg was referring to, what an honor. Oh, it was, it was really crazy because I had just gotten hired. Yeah, right, that's great. Right you didn't have to do before. anything. You just go, yep, that's it. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I kind of wish it was that easy. But, and I never prepared a national team before. Right. And so that was, so not only am I jumping into this new position, but now I'm having to prepare this national team to hopefully get top 10 in the nation it's a lot of pressure um but it was an unbelievable experience being on the teacher side uh learning how national ffa works on the standpoint of how we can present our program and basically i mean it's student-led in general and i just kind of let them tell their story authentically because i think that's the best way to do it and you know it's traveling over to Indianapolis and seeing them on the stage. That's where they have the national show every year, by yeah. the way. It's a big enough thing that if there's a presidential election, there's a good chance, you know, that, that they make an appearance. I mean, that's how big an event this is, right? Yep. 65,000 kids yeah. every year. Yep. So walk me in. Owen, were you there for that? Yes, I was. All right. What was that like? Um, it was big. <laughs> uh, it was very, uh, there was a lot going on at any given moment uh, there. And so just finding there was so many opportunities, actually, that you got to choose what you actually attended and did right. just because there's so much going on. So we kind of had to pick and choose what we really wanted to see, what we didn't want to see. Um, and 
it was really incredible. I really enjoyed going into the like career fair area, um, just because anyone that I could have imagined being there pretty much was, and they had huge machines in there. And so I got to actually talk to some businesses and some business professionals and even some universities just to hear about what actually is going on in these careers and uh, hearing it directly from the source because they send some of their best people and their best machines there uh, was super interesting. Is that where you rented a Tesla and the solar panels? Was it there or was it earlier? Um, I believe it was after. Okay. All right. Uh, so I couldn't remember. Okay, you can't just throw that out there like everybody right, knows what you're right, talking right. about. What is with Tesla? Can and, explain it. Yeah. Right. Talk yeah. about the solar panels. Sure. So we had this idea towards the beginning of the year uh, when we were looking at uh, improving some of the environmental aspects of our uh, facilities. So um, I brought up the idea of adding solar panels to our barn. And so um, a student of mine, uh, Camden, or sorry, not a student of mine, but an acquaintance, uh, acquaintance, Camden and I, got really into this idea. So we started looking into it. We made the pitch to Zach, um, and then we started getting a bunch of quotes from different businesses. Uh, we ended up going with uh, Tesla. They gave us a, uh, they, they scheduled a meeting with us, and so we ended up having a meeting with them. Uh, we went through all the steps for how we would uh, get the solar panels on, how that would work in terms of uh, like economically. Do we want batteries? No batteries. And um, we went through that whole process, and we even found that we qualified for a special grant that uh, pretty much made the solar panels free. And yeah, there we and that was kind of it. Oh, and it's going to cost us a dollar in fifteen oh, years. Yeah. We got to pay a dollar for the system, and then they continue for twenty five years to to do maintenance. So that was great, but that's not something the grown ups would have thought of to explore. So well, they so showed grateful. up in our in my classroom when I was teaching, and I was like, "What are you guys doing down?" He's like, "We have a meeting with Tesla." Yeah. They didn't tell me, and I was like, "Oh, can I, I have mean, a pass? Okay, I've got a meeting sure. with Tesla." Uh, <laughs> when you hear uh, Owen talking about this, because you know we've had Juan, you know, here talking about the future of ADM, you know, and your footprint and 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 what you want to do in sustainability and being a, a responsible company globally. Uh, it must be inspiring to hear kids, you know, buying into this mission. I mean, you know, to this pipeline, to, to what you're trying to do as a company. For sure, Brian. So kind of the three pillars that drive us are, are um, uh, food security, health and well-being, and sustainability. And so to hear uh, young people like Owen have that as a top of mind, uh, just lets you know that we're in the right place and this will drive not only our company, but our industry. All right. So uh, from a teaching perspective, the world's changing so quickly, right? Uh, you know, things that were steeped in tradition. I mean, well, agriculture didn't change for about a hundred and then now we're talking about 3d printing dog food, right? I mean, it's a whole new world. How do you stay on top of that? Or, you know, because it's, it, it almost feels like, you know, we used to do things called a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. I don't know how you do that today because we don't know what the world looks like in five years. Is that hard? It's definitely hard, but I mean, trying to keep up with the students in general and everything that's in their world right now, because they're the ones who are changing it. Like agriculture is changing every single day. And, you know, students like Owen who come up with these crazy ideas, I mean, printing a, a goat prosthetic, like, I right. didn't even have a print for it. Wait, so tell it. me this story. Explain the need for it. What, what happened? Yeah, so it was actually pretty much the night or the day after the goat was born. Uh, we had uh, twin baby goats born at our barn, the Living Science Farm. Uh, Miss Merrill contacted me and was like, hey, so it turns out one of these goats has a deformed leg, basically, and half of the leg was not there, so it just had the thigh, basically, of the goat leg. Uh, do you think you could do anything to help us? I was like... I hope so. So um, I pretty much got to work immediately. I started doing some research, started uh, doing some prototyping. Uh, and I thought of pretty much immediately that the best source for this would be 3D printing. We just got a 3D printer for our chapter. And so 
Uh, it was I was able to make rapid, really quick designs, and it was really cheap to print them. Um, so I started designing, um, and I went through probably about three prototypes before I found one that worked. And so I've been going out to the barn, testing different ones, uh, uh, trying different things to implement them. And I've reached out to a design integration engineer at Caterpillar to help me as well. So I've, I've done a lot of work on this, and I'm really excited. And I think it should be on permanently on the GOAT here pretty mm. soon. Unbelievable. So proud of you and astounded by you and the other kids <laughs> in the program. You know, and a lot of our kids need an avenue, and FFA gives them that. Uh, and, you know... Just so proud. And uh, Becca, it's good that we have stuff. You get you don't do well when you're bored. So it's good that we have all these things and all these kids pushing you. So. All right. So talk to me about what will happen tomorrow uh, uh, in the classroom as far as, uh, Greg, I, I know you guys are going to be talking about food science and engineering and technology and operations. You're kind of covering the whole gamut, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, this is as thrilling for our ADM people as it is, I hope, for the kids, just for us to share the expertise and intel about uh, various career paths that our people enjoy and give, it, give students like Owen and his peers a, a glimpse into what that looks like. And then Becca will be at both high schools and Zach, whoever wants to fill in, right? There, there's going to be several uh, different uh, sessions. Yeah, yeah, be at both high schools most of the day. Uh, and, of course, Delia Jackson and Scott Davidson, our other two teachers, and Clayton Thomas, who we'll have to have on as a new teacher, just began here mid, mid-year. Uh, but, yeah, they'll be in, and, and as Greg said, a whole range of, you know, job titles that will be there. And that's that's our whole thing is introduce kids to the idea and, and let them – pursue it on their own. Okay, so. now we, we're really running out of time here, uh, but, but I, I do want to mention, and, and this is just a tease, uh, you know, there's a documentary uh, um, film crew. Uh, <laughs> Nick, they did Be Water, which was the Bruce Lee uh, autobiography. I don't know if you saw, saw that. It, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're, this isn't a done deal, but what they're here, they're here filming uh, to be able to take a product to try to hope to get a distributor to create some sort of documentary about urban ag education. Yeah, yeah, and they reached out specifically to us because we are such an unusual chapter. Uh, and yeah, um, Matt and Adam have been here filming all week uh, to put this together, and I think it's pretty close to a done deal. We say it's not, but uh, but to make sure their financiers in Britain, where they're from, um, feel good about the project, and and have had a lot of time to visit with with our teachers and with our kids, and I think. I think they're equally astounded with with our young people. Well, I I, I bring it up only. I mean, who knows what will happen with sure. that? But it, but it is interesting enough, compelling enough. Sometimes I think we ignore our own compelling stories because you just go, oh, well, yeah, you know. But somebody from London found it compelling enough to want to make a documentary. About yeah, it. they've come over twice. They did some screen testing at the national convention and loved our kids and said, hey, we want to fly back and come visit you for a week. So so that's what we're right in the middle of and great guys and and just really interesting as artists. All right. I just wanted to mention that. Like I said, we'll sure. further details and all of that. But but it, it, we shouldn't walk by our own compelling, interesting stories in our community just because it's here local. Uh, you know, we should be uh, doing everything we can to support it. Uh, and Greg, uh, to all of your colleagues out there, and I know you'll have a lot of people in, and I know you're going to be tomorrow. You're going to be or today. You're going to be at Millican University. Um, and we're going to visit with your HR people tomorrow. Uh, mm -hmm. But that may be, you know, for all these 400 plus families impacted by this. Uh, today, noon to 2.30 at the Commons Building on Millican University, there's going to be more than 50 uh, local employers and, and a face-to-face -face conversation right now. I know you're reeling and it's been tough, uh, but uh, that may be your best starting point. You can go to nowdicator.com for all the resource pages, information about insurance exchange, you know, uh, literally unemployment insurance, all those direct links and everything. But today, I don't know, ADM is going to be there, right? Yes. All right. Well, keep up the great work. It's good to see you. Uh, you... 
dude, just I don't know what you're going to end up being, but uh, it's, it's, it's going to be in charge of a whole we bunch say of that people. All the time. Dude, yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, keep up the great work, uh, and Becca, uh, uh, bring in teachers, students, anytime you want, and anything we can do to support the cause. And Zach, as always, uh, yeah. good to see you, and thank you for all you do. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.